Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Wonderful. You take your Bible, if you would, with me and turn to the New Testament, the book of John. Thank you for the opportunity to speak this morning from the Word of God and pray the Word of God will be a help to you today. It's already been a help and a blessing to me, and I trust and pray that it will be a blessing to you today. The book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, keeping it pretty simple this morning. John chapter 1, we'll find ourselves in verse 43 of John chapter 1. Appreciate the men that came out yesterday and renovation that we did over in the other building. God's helpers. One man put it that way, and I like that terminology. God's helpers, even though it's slinging sledgehammers and all that kind of deal. But anyways, God's helpers. I want to talk to you today about this. Do you know? What are you thinking? Don't say it out loud. Do you know? You know, every year in our world, we become more technological advanced and more technology, right? I mean, at the fingertips of any of us, we can get on the internet, on our cell phone right now, and uh, look up just about anything. I hope you won't do that during this, during this time together, the Word of God. But uh, we don't know everything about everything. And you look up anything and try to get a better knowledge of it, but you still don't know everything about even that one thing. In our life, there should be some definite things we do know, though. I want to ask you, do you know? I'm just going to give you three things today that I trust will be a help to you. Do you know? There should be some things. Paul said this way. He said that there are some things that are unmovable. You can't shake me on them. There's some things that I stand firm on that I believe in all my heart that I know that I know that I know that I know. And so are there some things like that? I hope there's some things like that. I ask you this question, do you know? Back in the day, you'd hear this, you'd, hey man, what do you know? And somebody might reply, well, nothing. I don't know why we respond that way. Why do we respond, hey man, what do you know? Oh, nothing, nothing much. You mean you really don't know much? Why do we respond that way? I don't know why we do that. But uh, it's a phrase that kind of is used back in the day, what do you know? Years ago, it kind of meant it's a surprise. Did you hear that so-and-so is an astronaut? Then the response would be this, well, what do you know? Don't look at me like that. I know some of you are older that you recognize what this terminology is speaking. I'm not used to talking like this. (laughs) Someone you, you hear they're going to school in the fall, but then you hear this law school. Well, what do you know? Law school? It's almost as if you don't believe it. You're not sure, you're kind of uncertain if they're really telling you the truth or not. And so you, you throw out the words, well, what do you know? Kind of almost like, yeah, I'm surprised. But, and that's great, but you're also underneath your breath saying, I'm not sure that they're really capable of being at law school. 
Or how do they get to be an astronaut? There's no way. They, they do well to get around, much less float. There's some things we should know. There's some things we should know. I believe we can find this in the passage this morning, John 1, verse 43. It says, The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Follow me. Christ saying to Philip, follow me. We've seen Jesus do this before, hasn't he? He says these words, follow me. And he says, follow. And early on in Christ's ministry, Philip is going to be the first one to, to follow Jesus. And the first one that Jesus says, hey, Philip, follow me. Is it that simple just to say, follow me for Jesus? And Philip to just kind of get right with it and, and follow him? Does it mean that he's just going to follow Jesus uh, along the journey on a, down a dirt path road? No, it's more than that. By the way, it's more than that for you and I. When we say we're going to follow Christ, it comes with truly following. Yep. And follow Christ means a whole lot more than just going down a path. Yeah. Just a journey of life. It's, no, to experience what it's like to follow Christ, it first takes faith. And then it doesn't stop with faith. It continues to take faith, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Wow, it's faith after faith after faith. Matter of fact, I have to have faith today to follow Christ and faith tomorrow to follow Christ. But I better make sure that I had faith to begin with to follow Christ for my eternal destiny, Amen. salvation. First of all, this morning, do you know? I want to ask you this most important question. Do you know that you're saved? Amen. Do you know that you're saved? Do you know that you're saved? I mean, no. We didn't use, I hope so, I think so, I, I kind of I feel like I have. I, well, hey, I've attended this church or I attended church for a long time. No, I said, do you know? Not what you've done, not where you've been, how, how, how many places your name is on or attached to, you know, how great a neighbor you are, you know, how many things you try to follow and try to do and how good a person you are. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do you know that you're saved? Not know that you're doing good and, and, and a great person and we're glad that you're the neighbor to your neighbor. But here's the thing, we're talking about heaven. We're not talking about earth. We're talking about eternal destiny. Because when it, Jesus says to follow to Philip, he means more than just going down the dirt road and just saying, well, I know Christ. No, he's saying, no, Philip, you're going to get to know me better than anyone. And I'm asking you, are you willing to follow? And Philip had to choose Jesus first. Yeah. Now wait a second. Jesus chose Philip, but he puts it on Philip to say to, to Jesus, are you willing? I'm asking. I'm putting it out there. Philip, are you going to follow? See, following Christ is choosing to turn from all other avenues of belief and putting trust in Christ alone. Amen. That's it. Neither is there salvation in any other. By the way, I believe this, you can say this, any other thing, any other person, in any, in, anything you think of, no, neither is there, is, there's not any salvation in any other but Jesus Christ. Amen. That's it. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You want to be saved? Whereby you must be saved? To be saved, you've got to trust in only Christ Amen. and Him alone. Yep. You want to follow Christ? It begins with saying, I choose Jesus. I choose the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Have you chosen the Lord Jesus Christ? Is there a time in your life that you know without a doubt, no doubt about it, that you know 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 No! I mean, banking on it, 100% plus, that I'm going to heaven. No one can talk me out of it. No one can shake my faith about it. It's unshakable. It's unmovable. And I know that I have trusted in Jesus Christ. I know where it was. I know what it, what it was. I know what I did. I know what, why I did it. I know what, where, where and what. All, almost like as if I really know better than my social security number, better than my address, better than my DNA, better than whatever you want to name it as, I know that I'm saved. Amen. Nobody could tell me different. What God showed you in the light, is it going to be all shaken up in darkness? You're going to have doubt? What God showed you in the light? Well, if you came to the true light, then you're not going to have struggle. But if you didn't come to the true light, then maybe you are doubting in the darkness what God didn't show you in the light because you didn't come to the light. you got to come to the true light to know the light in the darkness. Christ saying to Philip, follow me. Boy, those two words are strong. Those two words are not just two words to throw around. Those two words are not just flippantly just to kind of think, oh, that's, that's not a big deal. No, it's a big deal. It's a bigger deal than you and I think. Matter of fact, they that love God, they will suffer persecution. And they that follow Christ, there's some things that come along with it. And it's a blessing to serve God. And you know what? I can't go life without God. And once you have God, you don't want anything else. You don't want it without God. There's no way. Not if you've truly experienced God. First John 5, 10, 13, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. Aren't you glad it's eternal? Forever? This is how it comes. This is life in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you, yes you, yes me, yes all of us, written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That's it right there. How can you know? Well, you've got to believe on the name of the Son of God because right after that it says that ye may know that ye have eternal life. How do you know? The only way you know, the only way I know, is if you believed in God. If you truly had a time in your life that you believe in God. By the way, dear Christian, you believed in God. Don't you want others to believe in God? You know, the word no, it doesn't carry. Just a hope so, I think so, believe so, want, want it to be. I wish it was. No, it's, 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 I know it. No doubt about it. You know, religion deals with people as a mass. Bible salvation is always a personal choice. Always. I don't know who's here this morning, but I know this, that sinners are not saved as a group or as a family or as a church, but one by one. One by one by one. And so it's personally between you and God. We say, Brother Tyler, if it's personal, then why are you talking about it? You're up in my business because we're to be ambassadors for Christ because God has called us to be a mouthpiece for a message to be told to you and I it would do you injustice to not talk to you and tell you about how to go to heaven and to use every opportunity as much as possible to do so we're to be a proclaimer of the truth 
The truth is nothing but the truth. It's to be told. It's to be shared. John 14 says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I'm not sorry. Because someone who loved me and died for me and cared for me enough to do that, loved me enough so that I love others enough to tell others about His love. So I ask you, dear one, this morning, are you telling others about God's love? See, someone who's experienced God's love wants to tell others about God's love. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, someone who knows the way to heaven wants to take others with Him to heaven. So I ask you, are you taking anyone? I ask myself, who am I taking? How shall they preach except they be sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. See, someone who has experienced the cure for sin's penalty wants to spread the good news, the answer, the antidote of salvation. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Jesus said unto her in John 11, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Never die. And then he says this, believe us out of this. Do you believe that? I'm telling you right now this morning, Satan would love nothing more than a lost person to believe they're saved. And to believe you're saved, but you're really lost. And if you're truly not saved, today's the day of salvation. Thou knowest not what they may bring forth. Matthew 7, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. He that doeth the will of my Father, which is heaven. It says this, Many will say, not just a few, not just a little bit, not just some, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. That's serious. And depending on how serious you take that, and what you've done with that, what you're doing with that, determines your destiny. Satan would want nothing more than to get you to put off your eternal destiny. I'm telling you, he wants you to just say, today's today, I'm not ready. Today's not the day. I, I'm going to, no, I got to wait. I got to get some things right in my life. How many times have you heard that? Let Jesus get them right in your life. Come to Jesus first. See what Jesus will do. Matter of fact, in Jesus' prayer, would you turn with me over to John 17? How special this prayer is. John 17. I don't know, I'm just asking, do you know? Do you know that you're saved? Do you really know that you're saved? God doesn't just use words thrown around in the Scripture. That word know is special to someone who's trusted in Him. It means something. John 17, I hope you'll follow along. A little bit more of a lengthy passage. I hope you're not... Be put to sleep. This is important, the Word of God. 
Because these words spake Jesus in verse 1 of John 17, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world, thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known. Surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine." And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, that's you and I. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept. None of them is lost. But the son of perdition is Judas Iscariot, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Are you filled with that? I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through what? The truth. I ask you, do you know that you know that you're saved? If anyone could talk you out of your salvation, you might want to check your salvation. If you're more sure about anything else in this world than your salvation, you might want to check your salvation. If you've lost a desire for God, you might want to start with going back to your salvation or seeing if you even have salvation. If your salvation testimony is lacking... It's not a strong one. It's not, a, it's not really got meat to it. It's not solid. You might want to make sure that's the most solid thing you have in this earth before it's too late. Eternally too late. You might want to make sure that you're truly saved. You say, Brother Tyler, how do I know if I'm saved? How do I know that I, that I know? Well, here's a simple test. You ready? 1 John 2. 1 John 2. 1 John 2. Real simple test. 
given to us in the Word of God because God is not trying to keep this from us. He wants you to know. He doesn't want you to be doubting. He doesn't want you to be messing around with it. He died. He gave of his all on the cross so that you might know that you're saved. Do you know that you're saved? Talking about salvation, talking about trusting in Christ, talking about heaven being your home, talking about not having question. No. Know that God wants you to know that you're saved completely. 1 John 2 says this, verse 3, Hereby we do know that we know. Sounds like he's repeating himself on purpose. Hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. You mean to tell me that I, that I know Christ be, because I keep His commandments? No, 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 no. You know Him, and because you know Him, you want to keep His commandments. Big difference. See, my children... I don't want, when I give them out a task, them to think, well, I got to do this task to be in good with dad. No, no, no. I want them, because they have a relationship with dad that's good, that's a good relationship. I want to do that for dad. I want to do exactly as he's asked. There's a big difference. You know, delighting or duty. That's the difference. The want to or I have to again. Don't act like you ever heard that before. You've you've heard that many a time. If you have kids, you have. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is Jesus really trying to reverse our thinking of not keeping His commandments to get to know Him. No, He's saying this, when you know Christ, obedience to His commandments follow as a natural growth, almost like an overflow, sound familiar, of and from your salvation. If you're not still growing your relationship with God, then it doesn't show you have a healthy relationship with God. See, if the Bible says... If you love me, keep my commandments. The Bible says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, obedience to Christ's command is not the way to salvation or to get to know Him. It's proof that you already know Him. It's proof. It's evidence. You would, you would be found not guilty. See, when you have true relationship with someone, isn't it so easy to want to do things for them? It's so much easier, at least. No wonder God says this, and He says in verse 4, He says, you're still in 1 John 2, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth this word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. This is evidence. This is proof. I want to ask you this morning, do you know? Do you know that you know that you know that you know that you're saved? That you're saved. Would you go back with me to 1 John? 1 John, secondly, this morning, not only know that you're saved, that's most important, but John, John chapter 1, John chapter 1, we'll pick up back in verse 47. I know we're jumping a few verses here, but we'll go back to the few in between in just a moment. We start off in verse 43, it said, Jesus is asking Philip, you willing to follow me? Philip, you willing to follow me? He does. He follows him. Verse 47, 48. Now Philip has gone to Nathanael. And Nathanael, Jesus sees Nathanael coming to him and says in verse 47, 
Behold, an Israelite indeed is in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, you know, that guy, that guy Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Secondly, you better know that God knows. I asked you, do you know? Do you know that you're saved? Do you know that God knows? How did God know Nathaniel was under the fig tree? Because God knows everything. Did it ever occur to you that nothing ever occurred to God? It hasn't, it won't. And God knows everything. Jesus knows what he created. You, me, he knows everything about it all. And he knows what's in us. In John 2, verse 23, you see just a page over. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day, many believed in his name. John 2, 23. When they saw the miracles which he did, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. He knows what's in the heart, and he knows all about you, everything down to the things that you don't even know about yourself. He knows them all. You know what Jesus is saying when he says, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile? To Nathaniel, what he's saying? This guy's sincere. He's seeking. He's seeking for truth. Guess who's the truth? Jesus is the truth. Guess who knows who's seeking the truth? Jesus knows who's seeking the truth. Guess what Jesus wants? He wants those to come to the truth. That not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus knew Nathanael was not seeking God out of gain. No, he was seeking God because he was a sinner. That's just like you and I. All of us were sinners. Thank God that God proved, showed, put it all out there, commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish. The truth will set you free. Free indeed. You know what Nathaniel's learning for the first time? He's learning that God knows everything. Can you imagine Nathaniel coming to, to Jesus and this, this, this man Jesus in, in his mind at this time, the first time he's having interaction with him? And this man Jesus now says, Oh, I, I know what you're, that you're under the fig tree. And I'm sure Nathaniel's thinking, Does he know what I was thinking under the fig tree? Does he know why I was under the fig tree? How does he even know it was a fig tree? And that I was under a fig tree. How much does this man really know about me? Well, Nathaniel didn't realize he knew everything Amen. about him. He knew exactly what he was thinking, he knew exactly where he was, he knew his exact location, greatest GPS system there ever was, ever will be, is God. By the way, don't let that thought slip you, because he knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly where I am. He knows exactly what we think, what we say, what we do at all times of the day. We better think about this. It should affect us. Should do something, we should have something take up, not just residence in our heart, but something in our being and, and, and do something for God because God does know, He does see, He does care, 
He wants me to be living for Him. He wants me to do something. And God knows where you and I are spiritually. And He knows exactly what's on our mind. Exactly. Every minute, every moment, every second. What we want to say, what we don't say. What we wish we hadn't said. What we're doing. You say, I don't know if I believe that to be true. Well, let me ask you. Do you, do you remember what it was like when you were in the mother's womb and your, your, your eyes started forming? Do you remember? What was that like? Okay, let's go back to um, a day. Let's go back. We'll just, take it, we'll just take it back to 479 days ago at 4.13 p.m. in the afternoon. What were you doing? 479 days from now, what are you going to be doing at 4.13 p.m.? You know? You already have it marked on your calendar? You're ready to go? We're not talking 365 days. We're not talking about next year. We're not talking about the end of the year. No. And then we won't go too far into this, but how many hairs are on your head? And for some, we, for some well, we'll leave it right there. <laughs> How'd you respond the last time you were wronged by somebody? You remember your response? And God knows, but yet He chooses to think best of us. Maybe we should do the same. Maybe we do well to do the same. And that's not in my notes. But that's good. Psalm 139, verse four, 1 and 4, it talks about, you don't have to turn there, but I would encourage you to read that chapter. It'll tell you a lot about your down, sitting, your uprising. You know who knows it all? Every thought, every word, everything. It's God. God. Can you imagine? Just right now, just as you sit there, can you imagine with me just for a moment? God meeting with you right now, just like he did Nathaniel. Telling you what you were thinking at this exact very second. Telling you what you were thinking and where you were and what you've done and where you're headed and what, what he has for you and what's in store and you know, Philip, he just called to say, hey, follow me. And then Philip all of a sudden is now saying, hey, Nathaniel, you've got to come and see. This is a man unlike any other man. You've got to see Jesus. You've got to come to Jesus. And he comes to Jesus. Thank God he does. But you know what? Right now, Jesus has got him kind of uh, in the corner, if I may, because Jesus knows what he's thinking and where he's at. And he, but he, he also knows this, that Nathaniel is sincere seeking the truth. And so, because he's sincerely seeking the truth, find no guile in him. You know why Jesus is able to say that? Because he knows Nathaniel's thoughts. Out of the abundance, the heart, mouth speaketh. But man looks on the outer appearance, but God looks on the heart. No wonder we should say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. The book later in Proverbs, that's from Psalms, it says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. You know what? We, we do well to get back to the realization of this, that since God knows, I need to be doing something for Him. Because God knows everything, I, I better make sure that out of all that everything that He knows, that there's some definite things that I'm doing for God. Thank God you're here this morning, you're at God's house, and that pleases Him. Thank God we're opening up the Scripture, and that pleases Him. 
Thank God for anyone who comes to, to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. That pleases Him. That's the greatest thing you can know. That's why we said, do you know that you're saved? But I want to ask you this morning as well, do you know that God knows? He knows whether you're saved, whether you're not saved, whether you're saved and not separated, living in life and not set apart and not being holy as I'm holy and not sanctified and, and that sanctification taking place and living for God and doing something for God, not just saying we're God's kids, but actually doing something for God and not just at church, but actually Monday through Saturday and, and actually living for the Lord Jesus Christ in my life and I'm surrendered my all to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him. See, this is not just an idea to be thrown around. It's not to be flippant with. It's not something that we just are just talking about. It's, it's this, that God knows. And matter of fact, the psalmist said it this way, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him? See, if we really believe in, that God knows, sees all, then it's going to show by the way you and I live. Simply put. And it takes steps right now in our life? Are we improving our spiritual life? Are we walking with God? I don't know. Only you and God know. You know, I have to take a self-evaluation. I hate examinations. don't like them at the doctors. I don't like them anywhere. But we better take one. A self-evaluation. And today's a good day to do that. It's a great day to say, God, what can I do for you? Because you've done so much for me. Hereby we know that we know Him because we're keeping the commandments. We're living for Him. We're loving Him. You know, I'm reminded of that song. There's been a great change since I've been born again. What about this? What about let's change it up and say there's a greater and greater change because I am born again. But a greater change has to be taking place, continuing to take place in our life. This thought came to me the other day. I, I just thought of it and I was convicted by it. I'll share it with you. I wonder when we get to heaven, see Jesus and tell Jesus at some point in our life, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Amen. Thank you for loving me. Amen. You ever thank Jesus? You thankful that Jesus loves you? But I had this thought. I wonder when we get to heaven and we see Jesus, if we tell him, Jesus, I love you, will he be able to say this? Will he be able to say, I know you do, because of your life. The way that you lived, I know. There's not a question. So you and I want to question each other. The world wants to question us. God knows. That's why he says in his word, and encourages us to be faithful. All the way to the end, strive, press, keep going, reach forth. As a matter of fact, it's like a race, Paul says. New heights I'm gaining every day, I'm pressing on. My feet are on higher ground. Because of knowing that God knows, I'm going to ask myself, what's being done for God today? And it's not going to stop today. You know, any of us can talk about Jesus today. Let's get out there and talk about Jesus. That's when the rubber meets the road. That's when it's more than just talk here. 
Matter of fact, that's, that's becomes life. That becomes real. That becomes see Jesus. Uh, Philip saying, hey, Nathaniel, come and see. Do you see that in verse 49? Nathaniel said to him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip, what did he answer? He didn't go into explanation about Jesus and, well, this is good and this is what's good and this is good and this is good. No, he says, you just come and you just see for yourself, buddy. You come to Jesus yourself and see what he's done. Do you have a testimony like that? We say, I came to Jesus in such and such time, such and such place, and man, what I saw, and man, what, what I came to realize, that I took Jesus into my heart, and what Jesus has done for me since. It's the greatest day that changed my life forever. Do you believe that? The day you got saved? My, what Philip's doing here is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing, because you know what he's doing? Third and lastly, he's letting others know. And we need to let others know. Because you know what? Others need to know. I hope you're not confused by that. I'm not. Others need to know. Hey, Jesus found Philip, verse 43. Verse 45, Philip finds Nathanael. It's amazing that, that he says this in verse 45, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, we have found him. Hey, we found somebody unlike any other person we've ever found. It's the richest man in the world. And not by funds, not by finances, but because of perfection, because of maturity, because it's Jesus. And look, Nathaniel says, hey, we found him. Excuse me, Philip says we found him. I wonder what it took for Philip to go find Nathaniel. I wonder where he had to go find him. I wonder what effort it took. I wonder, I wonder if there took any... It took some effort. I wonder what it's going to take for you and I to go find our Nathaniel. Do you have a Nathaniel? If you have a Nathaniel, get another one. Amen. If you have a, another one, get another one. Amen. Just keep going after more Nathaniels because there's more Nathaniels out there. And these pews are still empty over here. So there needs to be some Nathaniels sit over here. And I'm not talking about this Nathaniel either. I'm talking about, although I'm glad for that Nathaniel. But here's, we need some more Nathaniels. You know why? We need some more Phillips. We need to get some Phillips on board. And we need to have some Phillips say, this week, by God's grace, God help me, I'm going to go find a Nathaniel. I'm going to do whatever it takes to find a Nathaniel. And I'm going to say, come and see. Whether it be come to open Bible, hear our pastor, whether it be come to the gospel, salvation, this track. Yep. But you know what it takes? You know what Philip had to do? He had to use this. Yes. It wasn't just, here you go. On the table, I'll leave it with hopefully a tip. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you're doing that. Please continue to do that. But there are people that get saved through tracks, but there's more people that get saved because you're a mouthpiece. And God gave you a mouth to use it for Him. Amen. God gave me a mouth to use it for Him. You're an ambassador, but you're just going to hand a piece of paper? Keep on handing pieces of papers. But you might want to talk. You might want to speak up. You and I might want to say something Amen. and do something for God. Amen. And I'm speaking to myself that I myself not be a castaway. Now let's go in on this together. Can you and I hold each other accountable? You want to ask me next Sunday, hey, did you talk to anybody about Jesus this week? Let's do that. Amen. Why don't I do that to you? Yeah. You're willing to do that to me. Yep. Let's do this together. Because this will be filled next week, I guarantee you, if that happens. Philip finds Nathaniel. 
And there's a Nathaniel for all of us to find. Heaven is not meant to be traveled alone. I'm glad that you have expressed desire that your family gets saved. But it's more than just your family. It's more than your relatives. It's more than just the people that sit here. There are so many people out there that still need to get in here. And the idea is that we take as many as we can with us. So here's the question. Who will go? See, Jesus walked along the shores of Galilee. From clay he formed the healing balm that caused the blind to see. While stones of wrath lay heavy in their hands, he knelt to write his mercy in the sand. Jesus came to set the captive free and showed us by the way he lived the way we need to be. Oh, love is more than words could ever say. We must touch them with compassion to help them find their way. How can we reach a world we never touch? How can we show them Christ if we never show them love? Just to say we care, it's not enough. How can we reach a world we never touch? Get this. Could we be so busy being saved? Could we be so busy being saved? Trying to impress a world. Trying to impress a world, the world, that's long since lost its way. Hey, we pride ourselves in being set apart, but we don't even have time to heal a broken heart. Even if we found the time to care, would we take the risk involved in always being there? We hold the very thing they need so much. The very thing they need so much. Sometimes the Word of God can pass through just one simple touch. We hide behind these walls. The security of friends... But beyond the stained glass or even the windows and the doors and these walls, the world is lost in sin. How can we reach a world we never touch? How can we show them Christ if we never show them love? And just to say we care is not enough. So how do I go about letting others know about Christ? Well, can we take a look at Philip? Look at verse 45. He says, hey, we found. Just talk about who you found being Jesus. Why don't you just, you and I just talk about Jesus. More than sing about him. More than say we love him. Let's really do it. Give our personal testimony. And your testimony is not enough to get someone else saved. But it helps. And it might break down barriers. And as pastor's been speaking, it's your story. I'll tell you what does, the, what does the work. This is what verse 45 says. Here's an example of it. Philip findeth Nathanael with me, verse 45, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write. Did write. You better use scripture. Because the power is not in you or me. And the moment you think it is, so-and-so got saved. Let me tell you, wonderful. I'm excited about that. But, there's, there's, but here's the thing. The burden is still there. The burden still got to be there for people that are still lost. And the fields are still wide into harvest. And the labors are still few. And so we got to go. Yeah. We got to keep on going. And the thing of it is, 
He used the Word of God. He's saying, hey, this is the person that Moses wrote about. It's in the law and the prophets. They wrote about this. This is him. Come and see. Come and see. And here's, I mean, don't you always get a great response when you try to talk to people about Jesus? Here's Nathaniel. You ready for it? Verse 46. And Nathaniel said, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Doesn't that sound like a closed door? At the door? At the store? At work? Lunch break, hopefully, not on the clock. Any good thing come out of... What do you mean, Jesus? What in the world? What? Come and see who? What? Why? Even though we know, written about, just because you know Jesus doesn't mean everyone knows the Jesus you know. But they should know. And it's going to take us being a mouthpiece because you know what happens? Verse 49, it's wonderful. You look at it, find it there, please, if you would. We'll close with this. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. He just came to full realization of who God really was. This is not just any good, th- any good thing come out of Nazareth. This is not just, oh, he, he, he told me that I was under a fig tree. Oh, no, he, well, he knows everything about me. No, now Nathaniel has really been led by Philip, and it takes a Philip to get someone to Jesus. And so get a Nathaniel, and Nathaniel now comes and says, Thou art the Son of God. That's a wonderful outcome. And praise the Lord for the Philips in our life. I praise the Lord for a Philip in my life. He wasn't named Philip, but he was a Philip because he showed me the way to heaven. I just ask you, can we get some Philips today? I just ask you, we need some people that will go. You're familiar with this illustration. But those who escaped the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001, were interviewed get this, interviewed being over 300 survivors and family members of victims as well. And after interviewing the people, they concluded that the ones who survived the South Tower were those who did not delay, but ran for safety immediately. When the North Tower was hit in the top floors of the South Tower, the people only had just 16 and a half minutes from when the North Tower was just hit before that Airline 175 United Airlines would tear through the building. 1,400 people in the building immediately escaped as soon as possible. 600 did not. And here's the conclusion they came to after interviewing. That the ones who delayed did not survive. And that goes for all of us. Do you know that you're saved? Do you know that God knows? And do you know that you know so much that you're telling others about God? There's no delay needed. Oftentimes, too much delay is detrimental, destructive. And it's eternal destiny for some. Just like it was that day. Time is short. I can't imagine one day, and I hope it This doesn't come true. But I can't imagine one day somebody coming to me and saying, you mean to tell me you knew how to get to heaven and you didn't tell me? You mean to tell me you knew? You knew? 
God? And you didn't tell me? I got people that I've been talking to for a long time, and I hope they'll come to know God, the God that I know. I don't know who it is today you need to talk to, but there's somebody you need to tell about your God that you say is your God, because he's not just your God. He's to be their God. Do you know that you know that you're saved? Better start there. And you know that God knows? If you do, others need to know. Delay can be very detrimental. Let's pray. Lord God, not an easy message to preach this morning. I'm touched by it myself. Devil's fought me hard on this, God. Didn't want me to preach it. For some reason, you wanted me to. Maybe just for me. Pray you'll help us not to keep what we know to ourselves, be selfish Christians, but to share the good news, salvation, and the gospel. Your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you don't know this Jesus we're talking about, that Nathaniel came to know, the Savior. He can save you from your sin, from the penalty of sin, deserving to go to hell. You just need to simply trust in Him. You can ask Him for forgiveness, and whatever it might be. He died for every bit of it. And you can put your trust in Jesus Christ alone. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It takes you believing in your heart. You can do just that this morning. I compel you. I encourage you. I, I say this. Today's the day of salvation. Make today the day of your salvation. In just a moment, we'll sing and we'll have an invitation open. That's an invite for anyone to come. You need to know, get this thing settled once and for all. Be done with questions and doubts. Know with certainty you're on your way to heaven. Today's the day, a great time to do that. Maybe it's a matter that you need to be reminded that God does know, so what are you doing for God? And then let others know. Maybe you need to be encouraged to talk to somebody today or many somebodies so that others can come to Jesus Christ. Lord God, we ask you to help us in whatever ways you deem fit. May we respond now, I pray, accordingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.